Hello Stackers, at the beginning of the summer we announced that we were going to be going on a trip to Germany. We did that last week and got home on Tuesday. So we've been home for a few days, had a chance to think some things over, and basically what we want to do is talk about our trip and also share some things that we learned that we could apply to Dungeons & Dragons from you know our memories and the things that we got to experience while we were over there. So I figured the best way to do this would be to start by talking about things in the order in which we did them. Uh, so that way it's a little more orderly in our minds, and then we can try to try and tease out some things from what we experienced while we were there. So the first day, we were in Heidelberg, and that's kind of south-central Germany. And uh, so it was a busy day getting in, getting settled, and so we uh, didn't really get to see anything of the city until later that evening. But what a start that was for me. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that <laughs> introduction to the city of Heidelberg? <laughs> Um, well, the main thing we noticed straight off was um, how close quarters everything was. Yeah. Especially seeing as we had gotten probably the largest van on this planet. <laughs> yes. Our, our, our original rental car was a seven-passenger, like a transporter van. It was literally a full-sized van, which, you know, I mean... It seemed like a pretty huge car, but we thought, eh, that's good, you know, plenty of space. And then we get to Heidelberg, and we could hardly make our way through the streets, <laughs> much less then we realized, oh, our hotel does not have its own parking. We have to find street parking or something, and we could tell that was going to be basically impossible. Yeah. It was very close quarters, buildings all right next to each other, houses all right next to each other, yeah. streets a bit narrower than we're used to here mm. in the States. Um, obviously, still enough room for cars to fit in their lanes, but I think we're kind of used to over large lanes in the US. You know, you really could fit probably technically two cars across in a lane. And that was not so. <laughs> that was not so in Germany. Yeah, so actually that, that is a, an interesting point. Uh, if you're ever in the process of designing a medieval city or a, something that is based on a European city, there were not many standalone buildings. They were, all, they were kind of like building, building, building with no space in between. And if there was a space, it was a very narrow alley. Uh, but at least in the downtown section of Heidelberg, there were no distinct buildings it was just kind of like a row and then in behind them there were parking areas and and courtyards and that sort of thing any other thoughts on the city uh it was very colorful yeah very. so uh you do have these conjoined buildings but then they would distinguish them by having different stonework on the outside or different paint colors uh, and so there were blues and greens and yellows and whites and uh, so that was neat uh it made for a very picturesque view it sure did it was also a decent amount of graffiti which i personally thought was very neat just you would be walking somewhere and on just about any given surface you could expect to see some spray paint of some really neat stuff uh not usually as unfriendly as graffiti is over here There's well we don't speak german it might have been unfriendly we don't know i don't know it just didn't it just seemed Nicer. <laughs> but then <laughs> it's there, European graffiti. <laughs> yeah. There was also just a lot of stickers on lampposts. Yeah. You would walk up to a lamppost to press the button to cross the road, and there would just be stickers and 
stickers and a couple more stickers all over, which I thought was a neat touch. The people made the city truly their own. So later that evening, we got some directions to a restaurant, and it happened to be along the high street in the old city. Mm-hmm. And so you want to talk a bit about that, what it felt like, what it looked like? As we were walking down the lanes to get to the restaurants and looking through some places, we saw a lot, like Dad said, it was a lot of rows and rows of buildings. There wasn't very much breaking in between. And if there was, it was another alleyway with more rows and rows of buildings. And it kind of reminded me of Diagon Alley from Harry Potter because there were just a whole bunch of different stores, lots of different kinds of stores. They were all very colorful. There were lots of flowers on in planters, and people were walking everywhere. There were dogs and cars and bikes and, well, not many cars, but... There yeah. were a couple cars, though, which I thought was an interesting thing about yeah. Germany that, you know, here we tend to get irritated if pedestrians are walking in the street or like, oh, get out of the way, man. Oh, the, the road was made for cars or whatever. But most places we walked in Germany, you had a mix, like Rhiannon said, of people bikes and cars and they just kind of all <laughs> made way <laughs> yeah and so the neat thing about the Hauptstrasse was that it was primarily a pedestrian thoroughfare mm-hmm. uh, it was made for foot pedestrian traffic. yeah for foot lots and lots of foot traffic and there were hundreds hundreds of people thronging there uh, coming in and out of stores chatting buying stuff from the street vendors uh, later in the week we went back and there were violinists there playing uh, you know, just a very comfortable feeling place. And of course, the weather was just gorgeous. Uh, but you have the smells coming out of the restaurants as we pass by and the sounds of people chattering and, and uh, in the restaurants, the the plates clinking and, and stuff like that. People just talking in quiet voices. And it was just really neat. It was It was a really different feel from a lot of the places you have here in the U.S. It didn't have the the closed-in hectic feel of something like uh, like a mall or Times Square, yeah, or Times Square. You know, it definitely was more communal. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great word for it. It definitely felt like friends passing each other on the street. Yeah, and then of course, no building was unadorned. Right, so you have all these little garrets and gables and things sticking out, and stonework that added visual interest to it, and the street. I don't know, maybe 30 feet across. Yeah, Yeah. cobbled streets Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe 30 feet across. And then further down, there was the old university. There was... The uh, a couple of church buildings. Oh yeah, and there was just a castle just sitting up on a hill <laughs> right next to our hotel. Yeah, it was within a mile of where we were staying, and so we were actually able to walk there later in the week. But we'll get to that castle in yeah. a little bit. Okay, so that was day one. We had uh, a very nice evening uh, there. We had some good food. Um, Thane got a. Uh, you got the sausage that evening. I did. Yeah, you got a couple of sausages, Meredith and Rhiannon. Shared a uh, Schweinshaxe, that's like a, a pig foot, but pig yeah, basically it was yeah. it was pork knuckles. Yeah, and so it was just this gigantic, <laughs> giant hawk with a huge bone in the middle of it. <laughs> and uh, they they crisp it on the outside, so the yeah. skin is very crackly, and and inside the you have the smoky flavor of the pork. It was very good, and I had a, a Jaeger schnitzel, which is a a pork cutlet that's been lightly breaded and then covered with a mushroom gravy. And it was all very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Good introduction, a good relaxing end to a very hectic day. Oh, yeah. 
We also found out very quickly that they don't cool drinks very effectively. Um, <laughs> they were very not cold. They, we first restaurant we went to, we asked for water for all of us. She brought out two small glass bottles of water and only filled up the glasses halfway, and the glasses were already pretty short. And yeah, it wasn't very cold. Like there was no ice sweat on the outside of the cup. It was just. Yeah, it was just cool enough. It was cooler than tap, but not by a whole lot. Yeah. 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 So drink over there is a, it's more of a commodity, I think, mm-hmm. than it is here in the U.S. <laughs> so that accounts for day one. On day two, we got a very early start. About six in the morning, we woke up because we knew we had a good drive ahead of us. Uh, and so we got in the car and drove down to... Neuschwanstein. Neuschwanstein. <laughs> okay, you want to talk about that? Uh, Meredith White, since you were the first to actually see it from the yeah. road, why don't you tell us about that? Oh, man, that was so exciting. I mean, it is it is really one of the most famous castles in the world, I think, as far as recognizable, well-known. Even if people don't know what it's called, they've seen a picture of it and they know what it is. Yeah, and we're going to link to like a general search page for each of these things that we're talking about. Yeah so that you can click on those. That'll be in the show notes, so check that out. And uh, we'll also post some of our favorite pictures on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we were driving along. First of all, it was a beautiful drive. It was about close to four hours when you include stops and things like that. Uh, each way, it was four hours to get there and four hours back. But it was through beautiful country, hills hills, and, and rolling meadows but towards the end of the drive there, it was through mountains. And so really pretty views all around the car. It was hard to, I'm sure it was hard for you to pay attention as you were driving. You wanted to look around, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And Rita then, and I were enjoying ourselves being unconscious in the backseat. Yeah, back you guys slept through most of it. But for anyway, um, but as we got, there was, what was the village or is it called Neuschwanstein? No, I think it was Schwangau. It's very near the base of the mountain, right at the base of the mountain where Neuschwanstein is. I, I forget the name, but picturesque village yeah, there. Yeah, beautiful village. As we were driving along the street, I could see the castle nestled in the mountains, and I was just so excited. It was really, it was still pretty far away, but definitely visible. And I got really excited to see it from far away. And the closer we got, I just got really super excited. It's, yeah. it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful and impressive. And to me, never having been out of the country, and we obviously we don't have much like this in the U.S., um, it's, just, it's just a new experience. It was exciting to just see famous castle just boop, right there in the mountain. Yeah. It's just right there. And so you have the mountains rising behind it significantly higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't look all that bad. But then finding a parking spot was interesting. I think we had to park every bit of two kilometers away from... Every the base that, yeah. from the base of the of the hill that we had to climb and it's a paved road so it's not that bad mm-hmm. but it was still a good effort to get up to the castle oh the I hike up to the castle yeah. yeah it was very steep i mean it's like you said it's a paved road but in order to keep it the shortest distance possible it was pretty steep like they didn't wind back and forth a whole lot i mean you're going up at a good what 20 degree angle oh maybe? no not not that are you sure i'm sure it was pretty. I'd be surprised if it was more than ten. Really? Yeah. It was really steep in places. Yeah. It was. It was definitely a good exertion for the. I don't know. Thirty minutes that it took us to get up there. 
You were good at that, yeah. Uh, but when we finally rounded a, a curve, we were able to look up through the trees. And you want to talk about what you saw there? Castles. <laughs> what was your impression, Rhiannon? I didn't get to see it quite quickly as they did because I'm pretty short. <laughs> so the trees kind of blocked out most of it. But oh, goodness. Basically, You're only two inches shorter than I am. It didn't block your view that much. Doesn't matter. Um, and so basically we turned the corner and I wasn't really looking up because I was exhausted. And, you know, I was still trying to get up the rest of the hill. And so once we got up to a level part where we could stop moving for a second and get our bearings, I did look up and see this giant castle. However, it did kind of ruin it because there was scaffolding all over one yeah, of the towers. Yeah, extensive like, construct reconstruction work going on. Um, but there's a little level place just next to the main gate, and we were able to stop there and put our stuff in it in lockers there, and then go on in. And there's two courtyards: there's a lower courtyard and an upper courtyard. And we started by just walking around the lower courtyard just a little bit, and then went up to the less crowded upper courtyard to take a look at the main castle, the main building. And then after a bit, we were able to uh, get in and go on the tour. It was an audio tour because the guided tours were, I guess, fully booked or whatever. So we just had these little recorder-like things, but you want to talk about some of the things we got to see in the palace? There were a lot of swans there because that was kind of the whole... Um, it's kind of the motif coat of arms of uh, Ludwig. Ludwig. It was insane just how detailed and how very ornate this castle was. The, uh, his bed, dude. <laughs> yeah, we went through several rooms, including his bedroom. And that, yeah, you're right. That was so elaborate. Very. I felt very claustrophobic in that room because they... they crammed us all in there and it was you know the furniture in there is not small it wasn't a humongous room which was kind of surprising but i i think that that's more um that's more typical of european style living that the living spaces are larger the bedrooms are just for you to go to sleep in so even in the king's palace the bedroom was not a humongous room. I mean, it was Obviously, it was a good-sized room. It was bigger than in our bedroom, bigger than most bedrooms here. But for a castle that size and the king's bedroom, it wasn't humongous. And it had large furniture in it everywhere. And so we were all kind of crammed in. And it was dark wood. It was a Gothic-style room. So it felt a little claustrophobic to me. I didn't really get to see very much in that room because I was just trying to find an open space to stand. So I didn't look around a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there was a little private chapel connected yeah, to his room. I saw yeah, that. yeah. Because yeah. that was the open area I found to stand in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he was able, the uh, Prince Ludwig, later King Ludwig, by the time of his death, was able to go directly from his bed just around one little corner and into his private chapel where he could kneel and pray as he wanted to. Uh, what about the, the most eye catching room that you remember? <laughs> the there, there were a couple that come to mind. But yeah. It was that grotto where basically he just had a room in his castle that was natural, like a natural stone cave somehow. Up on the third or fourth oh, floor, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he wanted a cave in his castle, and so they came and constructed a cave. It was basically in between two regular rooms. Yeah, it was so weird. Rhiannon didn't like that room as much. <laughs> I mean, it was like 
straight up with stalactites and stuff hanging down from the ceiling. I mean, it looked like you were in a cave. Yeah. And then there was some lighting in there to give it kind of a greenish glow. Yeah. But it wasn't lit very well. It was pretty dark. Mm -hmm. But it was very pretty because the moment you walk into the grotto, immediately to your right, there was a tiny little garden that was glass. Oh, right. There was yeah. a glass door between it, so you couldn't get through. It was just oh, yeah, there glass were glass vines and stuff in there. Like a private balcony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and was... there was a lot of flowers and vines, and there was a bench, and someone wrote Ludwig in the... Well, the letter L in the gravel. Yeah, uh, the, there, was an, there was a little L. Ugh. There was a letter L in the gravel right in front of the glass. Yeah, neat. I had forgotten about that little detail. Yeah. Other rooms? Uh, for me, I don't remember what that room was called, but we walked into it and it was like solid gold everywhere. Yeah, that was the throne that room. That was the throne room. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> we walked through from a, it's like a hallway or whatever, and it was nice everywhere. And I walked through the doorway and it was just dazzling gold covered everywhere with an enormous, I guess, candle chandelier. Yeah. Uh, hanging from the ceiling, which is all gold. Huge mosaics and and murals and things all over the walls, gleaming from every surface. It was much brighter than any other area of the castle. It was very I, when we walked in, and my jaw literally dropped. Like I, I and it wasn't even forced. I walked in, and all I could do is just, you know. <laughs> and what was especially perfect about our timing was that it was late afternoon, so the sunlight was streaming through the upper windows, yes. and it really lit up that whole room. It's such a bummer that photography of any kind is not permitted in the castle. Yeah. And I thought, well, they'll probably restrict flash photography, but maybe just like, you know, regular, no, no photography, because I would have loved to have taken a picture straight up in that ceiling. Yeah, yep. it was gorgeous. I think they're trying to get you to buy their picture books. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> we'll take the pictures and you just buy them off yeah, us. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was definitely one of the primo rooms in my mind, and the grotto was another one. Brianna, did you have any particular moments that really struck you? The one time that suit of armor fell on her. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that the, did not happen. The concert hall. It was like a chorus hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The last room. That was also under reconstruction, but it was pretty huge. And there was a giant mural of a forest behind the throne or what would have been stage i don't know yeah it was a stage okay well then it was a stage and there was like a giant mural of a forest there were birds and a buck and some more birds and lots of trees and it was very pretty and then there was also kind of like a second floor but it didn't go all the way across as a floor it was, yeah, it was just a kind gallery of a balcony yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and there was like a whole bunch of pillars to connect the ceiling to the gallery and it was really cool yeah and that if you can get a picture of neuschwanstein castle and again we'll link to this in our show notes um i believe that chamber ran the length of the main building so it was the uppermost floor of the main palace building so if you can get a good look at that uh, you get a sense of just how big it is and it was it was sizable and it, it is a shame that it was under reconstruction because I think that would be an absolutely stunning room, and the acoustics must be pretty good in there, too. Yeah, It was kind of weird when we first walked in, though, because the floor had a lot of plywood across it. Yeah, that that kind of ruined. A lot of illusion ruining things going (laughs) on. what? And what was also interesting to me is that the castle construction was begun in 1869. So during the American Reconstruction after our Civil War, 
over in Germany, there's a Bavarian king building a castle, and that was just kind of yeah interesting. Well, and that was surprising to me, just because I had always assumed Neuschwanstein was much older than that. Yeah, and it was finished in 1885, I think. Right, so just over 100 years old, really. Yeah. 130 years old. It's also fun to, uh, as we were walking past uh, one of the things, the guy in the voice recording tour thing, he said that he was talking about this electric bell system that mm-hmm. was installed. And I was like, what? what? Yeah. Electricity. What is this garbage <laughs> yeah, doing oh, yeah. in my castle? <laughs> Electricity in a castle just doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to go. Uh, and so after the tour, uh, we were on our way out and we stopped in a room and then one of the windows was open and mm. down below, I mean, there was a warm breeze blowing in through the window and you could just look down this slope of evergreen forested hillside, mountainside to these blue sparkling lakes down below. It was just gorgeous. And we'll try and post those pictures yeah. for sure. Yeah. I got a pretty good um, panoramic with my, cause that was once we were outside, we were kind of outside the castle proper. We we're on our way out and people were taking their cell phones out because we were not with a guide anymore and they're taking pictures out the window. So I got a pretty good panoramic. I did notice because you could see the parents' castle. What was that one called? Oh, it's fun go. Okay. <laughs> that one was, was, when you looked at it with your eyes, it was easily visible in the panoramic, not so much. But I noticed when I blew up a section, it is in the picture. Yeah. Kind of behind, there were some tall pines sticking up more in the foreground. So they're more in focus. Yeah. But they're right. It's right off that uh, corner. You can see the parents' castle. Yeah, the, the yellowish stone of the castle mm-hmm. in the bottom right corner of the picture. So if you can get a larger view of it and look in, you'll be able to see that. So we left from there and drove home again about four hours with the stops and everything, and uh, that was a good day. Yeah, good day. And uh, we went to bed. <laughs> we got back at about Almost immediately. Yeah, got back at about eleven at night and yeah. just went straight down. Yep. After a busy day of driving. And then got up again at six the next morning because then it was Rotenberg. Yeah, Rotenberg. Uh, Thane, talk to us a bit about that. <laughs> it was a 17th century medieval fortified city that um, had a wall, which was really neat. Um, we drove right up to its gates and then pulled off to park into a parking lot. <laughs> I didn't know those existed in Europe. But anyway, so we, we got out and we went in through a side entrance because the main entrance was where cars went through. But we went into kind of like this um, this this area that was before the main gate, but it kind of gave you a taste of the area. We we were actually able to get up onto the walls and look around. And it, it's, it's not like uh, medieval walls as they're portrayed often in cartoons where it's just open top and you just kind of like peek over and you know yell insults at king arthur but it was the wall went all the way up to cover me and all i had was an arrow slit and then there was a roof over me which is incredibly useful especially if they're trying to lob shots at me but yeah so after being up on the wall we decided to head on down into the town that rhymes (laughs) it was just amazing all of these little houses and shops houses existed right next to shops and vice versa which i thought was so cool we would just be walking down a street and there's just all of these colorful houses uh, along these cobbled roads 
Uh, we stopped by this one little bakery where a guy was offering samples of these apple chips that we ended up buying. Yes. <laughs> the apple chips. <laughs> I miss those apple chips. They were good. I'm not even a fan of apple chips, and these were amazing. And there was we, we went inside, and there was just bread and bread. other things. Well, you know, cookies and dried fruits and other... All it, kinds that of, was a that happened to be a vegan. Yeah, shop. it was an organic vegan yeah. store. Just like they had in the Middle Ages. Of course. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. had apple chips and mango chips and pineapple chips, and we got the apple ones, but they all looked really good. They did, and those those lasted us until the end of our yeah, trip, we which were, was great. Mm-hmm. We, we were, were munching on that bag, and we were not light with it. We ate. I mean, we were eating off that thing for <laughs> the whole trip. I would have eaten more, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we 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 were we were munching on the very last crumbs as we were standing in line at customs in the Frankfurt airport. I have something. Okay, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Stop. So when we first walked in, you know, you could smell horses quite clearly. <laughs> yeah, where were they? We never saw horses. And then the further we got in, I was like, you know, I smell horses. Where are they? I don't see any. Mom and Dad are like, you'll probably find some somewhere. And I'm like, I hope so. And by the end of it, we had walked out of Rotenburg gotten in the car, started driving away, and I said, you know, I didn't see any horses, and I'm disappointed. (laughs) It's a medieval Walden town. There would have been horses somewhere. There would have been carts, horses, something, stables. There was nothing. It was sad. It was a mystery, too. Where was the smell of horses coming from? They just piped it in, just for authenticity. It was a beautiful city, and I... I remember snatches of it from when I was younger, but uh, at one point we decided to try and make our way up to the marketplace. Mm. And so we went up the hill to the marketplace and there we had just the beautiful older, they were obviously older, uh, a lot of the wood showing through the plaster, very tall buildings. um, And again, just an open area that was just thronged with people and you hear the hum of conversation and that was flash of a fountain. Yeah, there was a fountain there with a pigeon that was drinking right out of it. Yep. Uh, and just again, lots of people sitting outside, a lot of outdoor seating for restaurants. And mm-hmm. so again, you have that smell, the aroma of the food, and the chatter of people as they're eating. And it just it made for a very homey feel mm-hmm. to an outdoor place. And then we made our way down and bought our tickets for a horror museum, <laughs> and then went museum. and ate some food. That was nice because it was Chinese food in a German little city, but you know, it was okay. It was really, really good. And then we went back down and we ate. Wait, no. (laughs) We didn't eat. We already ate. We ate and then we went back down to the museum and we walked through, and the whole time mom was making a face, which was honestly a little bit funny to look at. (laughs) Okay, and talk to us a bit about that museum. Well, you had to say it for me. Oh, the Criminal Museum. Oh. That's fine. The Criminal Museum. So it was a, the the majority of the exhibits were about torture in the Middle Ages, basically, um, means of punishing criminals. So there was there was some pretty gruesome looking things, but also just some interesting. It wasn't all torture. It was you know actual criminal punishments. You know if you were arrested and and things, or convicted. And and talking about the criminal justice system of the Middle Ages because there was one. I mean, however it however it compares to modern 
criminal justice. I mean, they they it wasn't just craziness. I mean, they they had there's a system that they were using, so it was definitely educational. Um, and there were other. I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's really it really is kind of hard to describe. More like embarrassment because yeah, they had pillories where people would sit in little circular cages. And, and the iron masks for those. Iron they masks. were literally called shame masks. Yeah, yeah, shame masks. And the drunken barrel, which was literally just a barrel with a hole for a head, and you just walk around with a barrel. And then they could hang weights on it, yeah, too, to add. depending on. Yeah, mm-hmm. to make it harder for you to move around. Yeah. So some of it was was pretty dangerous. You know, these dunk tanks where they would put, put you in an iron cage and just submerge you in the in the river. And if you survived, you were clearly a witch and thus burned at the stake. So yeah, that was a, another full day. It was a much shorter drive for mm-hmm. us, about half the distance of the previous day. But um, we were able to see much of that medieval city. And I was telling Meredith while we were there that it was actually in danger of being destroyed during World War II. But an American commander, realizing its historical value, basically negotiated a surrender of the city. And the mayor basically bucking Hitler's orders said, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because the orders toward the end of the war were to resist to death. And I guess it was either self-preservation or understanding also the historical significance. And the mayor just said, fine, I'll hand the city over. Okay. So that was Rotenberg. And one of my favorite days, I think. Yeah. Same. On the trip. Every day was my favorite day. <laughs> so the next day. Sunday. Was Sunday. We forgot to mention, we woke up and we got changed and we walked downstairs in the hotel and there was this little alcove room filled with meat and cheese and fruits and oatmeal and pancakes and muffins and croissants and fresh pretzels and bacon and eggs and scrambled eggs and yogurt and all this delicious stuff. Pickle and it was like breakfast stuff and savory stuff, which was also breakfast stuff, which I've never really had for breakfast. And every single morning was just like this beautiful treat for breakfast. Yes, it was lovely. Life now feels empty that I cannot have that breakfast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the next day was Sunday, and so we took a about an hour and a half drive over to Ramstein to worship there for Sunday morning services. When that was done, we had lunch at a Mexican restaurant. Yes, we <laughs> so did. So trying to diversify a bit here. A German-Mexican restaurant. <laughs> and it was good. Yeah. On our way back to the hotel, however, uh, Meredith was driving at that point, and all, I was trying to close my eyes to take a quick nap to kind of catch up, and all of a sudden I heard... Dude, 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 look, oh look, 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 so I had to open up my eyes, and I looked over to the right, and on the right side of the road, just off the highway, there was a, a, a dip and then a hill, and then on top of the hill was a ruined castle. And I remember seeing this as a kid passing through Germany. I had no idea where it was, if we were going to see it, and there it was. And so the name of the castle is Neuleiningen, and we were able to basically thread through some village streets off of the exit. And we made our way to the top, and we said we're coming back here tomorrow morning. Yes. That was so exciting. Uh, just to, I mean, basically within a stone's throw of the road, a ruined castle. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we threaded through a very picturesque, I think it was um, Klein Karlbach was the name of 
was the name of the village at the base of the hill. And so that was obviously an old milling town because there were a couple of old millstones on display. Mm-hmm. But just again, very picturesque. The buildings all crowded together, narrow streets, everything. Flower boxes. Yeah. yeah, all the window boxes with flowers in them. We made our way up the hill and basically routed our, our trip for the next morning. And so the next morning after a delicious breakfast, mm-hmm. we made our way. It was a slightly different route to get to the castle, but we found a wait, parking wait. spot. Oh, Sunday evening is when we did Heidelberg Castle. We have to That's go right. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we did, we did other things yeah. on Sunday. So we routed our way up to the castle to prepare for our trip the next morning. And then that evening, we got to walk from the hotel because we were tired of sitting in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Walked up the Hauptstrasse again. And made our way to the funicular rail that basically it's a, a lift car that takes you up the side of the mountain. And we got up to Heidelberg Castle. Impressions there? That was just breathtaking from up there because you just had a view of all of Heidelberg underneath you. And so uh, I was just, we were on the balcony there for such a long time. And I was just standing there just like staring at you could see all the little red roofed buildings. There were a couple of cathedrals out there and just on one of the sides I could see over the river and there were just hills rising up and just about at an equal height on one of the hills across the river was this little vineyard. And so I just kind of imagined just a guy who would wake up every morning and look out across at this castle that's just staring at him. Before it goes off to work. Yeah. And the castle itself was heavily ruined. Uh, there was still a lot intact. Mm-hmm. But there were lots of places where the castle had obviously been under attack uh, in the 1600s. Pieces of the towers sheared off and so on. But uh, we got to see some very neat things during yeah. that time. That, w- that castle, I thought, was a good mix of ruin and functioning. So Neuschwanstein was clearly kept in shape for tours and stuff. And then Neuleiningen, which we went, which we actually didn't go to until Monday, but we saw on Sunday, was clearly just a ruin. I mean, it was a shell of a castle. And it was just a little village built up around it. We just walked in. Whereas Heidelberg Castle was kind of a mix of both. You, you could purchase a ticket to go into it to tour, but it was also ruined in places so it was just kind of a best of both worlds kind of a thing and then we walked down a little bit into the castle and we went down a hallway and there's this giant room and there were a couple of kegs which were pretty large (laughs) yeah they were huge huge barrels made for containing alcohol they were giant and when we say huge it doesn't do it justice yeah Uh, no no no. we will try and post pictures of that too Uh, you can't even really take pictures of it. It's so no, you big. can't. I took a picture of you all, of the three of you, in front of the smaller one, the first one you come to, yeah. thinking that's big. And I you know, could just get the whole circle with the three of you in front of it. The biggest one that we saw anyway, which was down below, it, it was in such a small room, you couldn't get far enough back to get a picture of the whole thing. It and was it filled just that room. tens of thousands of gallons yeah. had to have been. It was enormous. We went out on the back patio, porch, uh, gallery, whatever you want to call it, and l- again looked out over the city, over the river, Beautiful and that was vistas. yeah. And it was just enough cloud cover to make it 
cool, but still nice and warm. And then it was the perfect time of day because as we were looking out over the city, you had the sunbeams coming through the clouds. I I hope that all came through on our pictures. It did. I've I've looked through my pictures from the day and it's so great. Yeah, lovely. (laughs) So we'll, we'll be posting those. Look for those on Twitter and Instagram. Lots of ice cream. We had lots of fruit ice and <laughs> ice cream did. because because uh, our drinks, our water and our sodas were not quite as plentiful as we're, we were hoping. Uh, there was a lot of buying ice cream to kind of fill the gap mm-hmm. and cool us down and refresh us. Yeah, we got like um, iced fruit pops and stuff after our castle hikes. and So it was like really, really nice cold juice. Yes, it was. And uh, speaking of ruined castles, that may be something to keep in mind when you're designing your worlds, your towns and things. Not every castle needs to be pristine. Not every castle needs to be in perfect working order. There are ruins that exist. And so um, that helps to add a bit of depth to your world, a bit of flavor. Uh, You don't even have to have people there. You can just have a ruin and have your players wondering, what was this? What happened here? Exactly. Um, So I just thought that was a fun inspiration point for me. Inspiration point. (laughs) Okay. uh, The next day, like uh, we've already alluded to, we started off the day by going to Neuleiningen. It was a very quiet Monday morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a crew that was tearing down a stage that had been set up in the ruins. They were actually holding a a summer series of concerts during June and July. And so they were now in the teardown mode toward the middle and end of August. We weren't able to get to everything we wanted to in there, but we still got to go up on one of the towers and look out over Mm -hmm. the valley Mm -hmm. and the town below. Uh, The village itself that was pressed right up against the castle wall actually descended the hillside, very narrow streets. It's kind of like a terraced village. Yeah, it was so cute. As we were walking in, we heard uh, uh, a kindergarten, a very tiny school, getting started up. The windows were open because it was a very cool crisp morning it was beautiful and the windows were open you could hear all these little kids you know rattling in their desks and i think and, they were uh, playing with some toys or something playing with toys teacher trying to get the kids together and it was just so but other than that we were the only people on the street other than the the, uh, the breakdown crew in the castle taking them the stage down nobody was out and about in the streets yeah. we were just, in fact at some points i kept thinking does anyone else feel like we shouldn't be here <laughs> so I'm like we shouldn't be walking around in here because there was nobody out. It was mm-hmm. so It was also a Monday, so I don't mm-hmm. know how many people would have been there, how early we were on a Monday. Yeah, we were there by between 8 and 9 in the morning. Yeah. Um, so very likely anybody who worked, I, I can't imagine there's much in the way of employment there in that little town. So they've probably gone to jobs elsewhere, which accounted for much of the quietness. So after Neuleiningen, we hopped back in the car and started making our way back toward Heidelberg, but on the way we stopped at Schwetzingen. Schwetzingen, Mannheim. Yeah, so Schwetzingen is a mid to late 1700s period uh, palace, a peachy, pinky color palace. Uh, but really, the we didn't go into the palace itself, but really the, the draw to Schwetzingen is the formal gardens that are laid mm-hmm. out in the mm-hmm. back. And when we went through the archway... It was just a straight line of pea gravel all the way down, uh, I don't know, half mile. Good, yeah. Yeah, to a, a lake straight ahead. Uh, but along the way, of course, there were fountains. Off to the left, there was a, a reconstruct not a reconstructed, but a, a, a fake Greek temple. Facsimile. Yeah, facsimile. There you go. A facsimile a of a Greek, Greek temple. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fake. 
and then down at the very end and off to the left, there was a, a ruined tower. It had been built as a ruin. And of course, it was closed for construction. So we weren't able to go up that. But I remember going up it as a kid. That was fun. And then from the top of that tower, looking back toward the palace was a mosque. And so we have mm. lots of pictures of this beautiful yeah. mosque also. I'd say we spent the majority of our time there in the mosque. Mm-hmm. But before we got to the mosque, what did we find? Oh. There was, there was lots of big water features and fountains all along that main central walk going into the formal gardens. And we came across one flanked by two giant stags. Yes. So we took quite a few pictures there. We got our dice out and... Took pictures by the stags, so I'll be sure and get those up. We didn't cover nearly all no, of the garden. Oh, goodness. We were kind of in a rush, but we got back to the car after we had a, a quick bite to eat at a little outdoor restaurant. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Rhiannon. So we ate, and then Mom and I were tired of sitting around bees, which were literally flocking our table. So we got up and walked around a little bit, and we looked over to our right, and there was this gelato store. Your left. And we walked in, and Mom and I were like, yeah, okay, sold. So um, <laughs> Mom got two different flavors, which was like, what, black cherry and walnut I got a fudge? Black, I got a scoop of black forest and a scoop of walnut fudge. And then I got Nutella. Mm. which was incredible. It was like straight up frozen Nutella on top of white ice cream <laughs> with frozen Nutella in between and more white. It was like ice cream Nutella, ice cream Nutella. And it was incredible. It was the best stuff I've ever tasted. <laughs> and then we went back and we're like, yeah, you guys are getting some of this. So dad came and he got mango and strawberry and mm-hmm. then got cookies. And it was so, so, so good. Cookie flavored ice cream, not cookies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very tasty and a good way to end a sunny day outside. Mm-hmm. That was very nice. So from there, we hopped back in the car and went to the last couple places that I remember living in Germany. And we got to see the apartment buildings and relive some of my little stories and check out a, a few things. But basically, a very personal part to the visit. And so we went through those and then back to the hotel. And basically, by then, um, we were... Coming to the end of our trip. Yeah. Monday was our last full day, really our last day in Germany because our flight the next morning was early. So we didn't really uh, have time to do anything on Tuesday other than get ourselves to the airport. We woke um, up too early to have a nice and proper breakfast. Yes. We did. Yeah. We, we did. were poor Thane was very upset when he realized that we weren't gonna be up that we were gonna be up too early and have to leave the hotel before they had their breakfast off yeah. out. Tears and blood were shed. <laughs> but overall, you know, we're home, we're safe, we have lots of good memories. We yeah. got to do a lot of fun things that I know Meredith and Rhiannon and Thane have not been able to do before. So it was just great to get over there, see these things, and be able to have fond memories mm. of a good time. Rhiannon? Once we got back to Heidelberg on Monday evening, we... Chilled at the hotel for a little bit, kind of recuperated, charged our things. And then Daddy and Thane left and went to a bookstore. And then we met them for dinner at a authentic German restaurant, basically right next to it. Mm-hmm. And then we got some more gelato, which was delicious. <laughs> She's not, all about gelato. Let's not leave out any of the gelato we ate. <laughs> but that restaurant on Monday night was very, very it good. It was very it was. good. Yeah. That was probably my favorite. Favorite of the German food that we had. Yeah. Good. 
I'm glad that to hear that. soup was so yummy. <laughs> Mommy got some soup. I did get some yummy soup. And Thane actually, it was Thane's turn to get the pork knuckle. So he got the pork yeah. knuckle and ate like a third of it. So it was huge. <laughs> yeah. I ate most of it. Excuse me. <laughs> and overall, I mean, just a wonderful trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, we took some dice pictures. We took some a, a lot of other pictures. And we hope you'll enjoy being able to see those. We hope you'll click on some of the links in our show notes just to be able to check it out. And we hope that this has been, in a way, an inspiration to your own design and world building. And we'll see you here again next time. Let's stack a deck. And we're going to link to like a general search page for each of these things that we're talking about yeah. so that you can click on those. <laughs> <laughs>